0: Two Jack, Bros.
1: Two Jack Bros. Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. If it is your first time, thank you to you and welcome. Thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to the world champion Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Danny Dubs.
2: What's going on? This is crazy. I've never been on the other side of this.
1: This is so funny to
2: me. <laughs> yeah. so Danny, I instantly want to check your cameras. I'm like, well, why aren't we wearing headphones? Why Do we know that? the audio volume? Why What's going on? I sweating
1: again. Good God. Dude, that was literally my biggest fear. God. Okay. all right <laughs> Calm now Sydney. So if you haven't figured out by now, Danny Dubs is the international world famous, glow-trotting. Super producer of all the comedy podcasts that you love from Philly. I
2: like that. He's the man. I'm the white P. Diddy. Yeah. yeah, The white. He's the. Are you. what? Witty? What would you call that?
1: White P. Diddy? What what, what would the shortened version of that be?
2: I don't know. I normally prefer to call him Puffy. I actually don't like the name Pete. Can, can we call you the White Puffy? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the White Puffy, Danny Dubs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and Danny, you know how this podcast works, right? You have an idea of what we do yep. here. You're a producer. It would be not you doing your due diligence. Uh, yep. you know the word. Yeah, due diligence. Though yeah. I did it, I
2: purposely didn't go through. You ask the same questions every week, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't want to know the questions because I didn't want to have like a crazy prepared like.
1: That is exactly what we prefer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So if you're listening and you don't know what we do, uh, the whole premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have any any type of sense of humor, dark well, mostly dark, <laughs> but you can also have a not dark sense of humor yeah. and still reach a higher consciousness, aka enlightenment. And what we do is we take our guest, who today is Danny Dubs, you, through the process of enlightenment, so that you, the listener, the watcher, you can get that, You can get there yes. without having to do the hard stuff that Danny's about to do, and you can, <laughs> and you can laugh your way to a higher consciousness, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, Ace, uh, let's get started.
3: So Danny, what situation or experience did you learn the most information from?
2: Ooh. I, actually, uh we had a similar question on stoner dads and I had to interject myself. Cause, <laughs> uh, but at my last job is probably where I learned probably the most, like probably the most significant like uh like information that like actually like changed the course of my life. So I had tried to have several different careers. Started out like right when I was 18, as a bag of Chandler, which was like, yeah, it's a corny job, but it's a real job. You're in a union, you get paid. Wait, what was it? A bag of Chandler at the airport. Oh,
3: a bag of Chandler. I got gotcha. you.
1: Were you thinking hotel at first?
3: I don't know. (laughs) 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 I guess the
2: the correct term is a fleet service agent. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: I'm very curious what you thought baggage handler was.
3: Well, I didn't quite hear baggage, and I just heard handler, and I wasn't sure. Okay, yeah, Yeah, I can't talk
1: for shit. Yeah, Yeah. so baggage handler, you were in the union.
2: Yeah, Uh, then I started tattooing. Uh, my godfather owned a tattoo shop. I pretty much grew up in it. Uh, tried that out. And then those uh, tattoo TV shows came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every real artist was like, oh, I'm sick of being broke. I could just tattoo and make money. <laughs> so once real artists got involved, it wasn't going to happen <laughs> for me. <laughs> I can trace really well. Yeah. Okay.
1: I, You're stenciler.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm great at that. You yeah. pick it, I stick it. <laughs> but nice. I, if you want something super creative or elaborate or a portrait of your mom, on, mm. I was out.
1: So if anything <laughs> needed to be shaded or like uh, blended,
2: yeah, yeah. If you gotcha. need any third dimension to it, it was over gotcha. for me. Oh, one D Danny back then. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So then you went from. So what, wait. So why? What got you out of baggage handling?
2: Then. Um well i was laid off okay so that was the big thing so my original plan with that is for the airline i worked with Mm -hmm. if you work there for 15 years you flew for free for life and that was my whole goal i was like i'll do anything after 15 years that's yeah but now i can fly for free for life yeah and i had barely left bridge and pratt at this point yeah so like i was ready to see the world and that's Partly why I got a job with an airline. <laughs>
1: you were ready to see the world in 15 years. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a better plan than
2: I had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's not
1: too bad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sick. How, how many years did you make
2: it? Seven and a half. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. halfway there and they laid me off. They were like, okay.
1: somebody's finally getting
2: close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think... They lay everybody
3: off at 14 years. Yeah, like... yeah nobody <laughs> makes I don't
1: think anybody makes it past five years working there as a baggage handler. Because it's a pretty stressful job, right? Yeah, high turnover. Yeah. High turnover. (laughs) Um, All right, so they saw somebody going for the gold and they were like, (laughs) "Can I have it? Absolutely not. (laughs) We cannot afford that. You would have put their airline out of business. I (laughs) would have. I was doing it while I worked there.
2: Yeah. So, like, uh, you bid for certain shifts so you know what your schedule is going to be for three months at a time. Mm -hmm. And the scheme was to find someone that had your opposite schedule. So you would work doubles for one week, then you'd have off for a week. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, yeah, 17-hour days suck, Yeah, especially when it's like watching bags go in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can can drive you nuts. But then I'd have off for seven days straight. So what's the cheapest place to go to right now? Like... Mm. Europe, we only pay taxes. So I think England was the most expensive at $73 round trip. Oh, Holy wow. Shit. So yeah. you That's
3: crazy. Wow.
1: So you've been international for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> That's pretty
1: sick. Is that what, man, I guess that started the habit of your international travel.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I never thought it was possible. Like my family, like I'm the first to go to Europe. Yeah. I'm the first to have a passport, you know? So it was like, this wasn't like a thing we thought we could do. Yeah. Like that was for a different class of people from, you know.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I always wondered where a dude from where you were from who has the tattoos you have got your wanderlust. Like I've always wondered, could you go to cool places? Yeah, Yeah. Man, okay. So now the job before your the job that caused your epiphany, or the job where you got
2: okay. So then I went from tattooing. It wasn't gonna work. Not like I was tattooing, but it's like it was too feast or famine for me. Yeah, where I'd make you know a thousand dollars in one day, I'd be like, I'm gonna be set for life, mm-hmm. and then no one would walk through the door for three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like. That was too brutal. So I was like, "Let me just find the most consistent job you can get." Mm-hmm. And I found welders; they're always hiring. Mm-hmm. It's a decently paid trade right out the gate. Okay. So I tried that, and my first job was building dumpsters.
1: <laughs> okay, you got to start somewhere. Uh oh, <laughs> you're working in three D dimensions now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you already know it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and man, and this is no offense against anyone i worked with but their whole lives were they went to work they picked up a case of beer they watched the sports games that were happening depending on the season and their whole week was dictated on how well the sports teams did Mm -hmm. they had no other interest Mm -hmm. i couldn't like if i tried tell them like yeah have you ever been to rotterdam in the netherlands Mm. and they'd be like no, I'm not gay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to go to Europe. You're talking it, Europe, right? Yeah, gay. yeah. America is number one. I don't need to leave. Yeah, so. I mean, well, they're not wrong about everything. I mean, America <laughs> is number one. Yeah, but they don't know that. I know that because I left. I see it. We are number one, guys. You don't think let America's anyone you one. I know America. It.
1: Yeah, it's like a like a reverse bane kind of thing you got going on. there. Okay, so you're you're in this job,
2: and then uh. I just quit flat out with no plan. And that's not like me. I just, I was like, dude, I can't do that. I'm not built. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I need to go back to college. I don't have the money to go to college. I'm already covered in tattoos. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to get a degree in and what office is going to let me in. Uh, But I found a motorcycle company that was kind of a startup and they offered tuition reimbursement. Oh, nice. So I took a job in the warehouse. I was in my late 20s. I worked full-time, went to school full-time. Uh, got a degree in data science. Mm. Um, they moved me, uh, well, I interned at the company I worked for. I was a digital marketing specialist, which is pretty much just staring at a spreadsheet moving numbers around. And, like, yeah. It's all just like math and like, um, And when I did that, everyone was like, oh my God, you're, thank God you're a success. Mm -hmm. You Like all my close friends, my family, they're like, we're pretty confident you were going to be a loser, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Like you come from loser genetics. You quit every, you're 30 and had four careers. Like, dude, we were confident that you were going to be a loser. We're so happy for you. Like you're so successful. (laughs) You're in an office now. Yeah it's sick yeah yeah Yeah. i had an office like it was wild (laughs) uh and i hated it it was the worst job i ever had i was making more money than i ever thought i could make Mm -hmm. all that like and everyone's telling me how proud of uh proud of me they were and dude i hated it like i would stare at that spreadsheet and be like how can I make this computer blow up, end my life, make it look like an accident, and then my wife get paid out? <laughs> <laughs> like, how can I figure this out? Yeah. And then every then everyone would think it'd be like, damn, it's a shame he went. He was such a success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. all. It would consume my whole being. Uh, but they uh were trying to push more on the YouTube channel mm. and build in the video department. So I was like. Well, I'm at the point where I can learn anything. That's probably the thing I'm most confident in.
1: Whoa! Th- thank God for all those careers.
2: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, I yeah. can learn yeah. literally anything. So I went back to school again. Got a degree in video production. Started working with the video team. Still hated it because it was like I wasn't making anything. I was just telling them what to make, how much they should spend making it, and how much we should spend marketing it. Um, yeah. So it was like almost torture. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like. So close. Oh, that's but... cool. You guys get to make cool things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be here looking at a spreadsheet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then, actually, on a trip to Costa Rica, uh, they were like, um you can't actually take that vacation cuz it's our first day back in the office and we're doing this big presentation and since you run the YouTube channel like we can't give you off. Mm. And I was like well okay but I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like you can say no. Yeah. But, yeah. but I'm going. And, like, while I'm there, they're, like, emailing me. They're, like, actually, it's fine. You can just, like, telephone in and, like <laughs> do your presentation. And I'm in a jungle. Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, nah. And then, <laughs> and then I come back. Well, actually, let me, before that, they were upset that I wasn't taking the seminar that we all had to take on mental health and um. creating a healthy work-life balance.
1: Yeah, but like, like I'm, and I'm doing like, it. I'm in I, I Costa used Rica. to be a welder. That's gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Plus, I didn't have time. Yeah, I'm like you're making me work constantly. Yeah, if I lose two hours going to this stupid ass seminar. Yeah, yeah. So and I come. Yeah, the cleanliness
1: com- of a of a jungle in Yeah, that's also he yeah. doing
3: it. Yeah, by the way. he's got it.
2: Yeah. So I come back and they're yelling at me about taking off the whole. And I was like, you know what? I'm suffering from mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got to leave this job and focus on my mental health. Because yeah. this is right when the Simone, uh, the gymnast was like. Yeah. 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 She quit on the team because Simone, she, had a deal. Biles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she had a you know, deal for mental health. Ooh. And they were celebrating that at my company. So yeah. I was like, I'll show you dickheads. <laughs> yeah, got a Guess who has mental health issues <laughs> <Yeah>. too? <laughs> hey, I got the twisties too. <laughs> But at that time, I was uh, producing dad meat. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. Uh, but going back to like what I learned, I was like, what success is? I thought it was the financial. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: Because I was poor my entire life, and my family was poor. It's like generational poverty. And I thought, well, if I make you know six figures and can go on a few vacations a year... Um Have a decent car, live in a decent house. that's success mm-hmm. no, yeah, <laughs> not if you hate every yeah. second, wake it up. it's not success yeah like so I'd say that's like the mo- like the thing I learned most about uh from that job, that situation was how I define success is completely different now
1: and how is it that you define success?
2: um, I think it's happiness, yeah. I like, I know that's gay. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. I know it's gay. But like, I'm brokeer than I've ever been now. Yeah. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Yeah. I still get to eat. And what is my job, Sydney? It's pretty
1: sick. International globe driving super producer Danny
2: Dubs. (laughs) But I just sit around and watch and like film people be funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, <laughs> you know? it, it's,
1: it's also crazy to me that when you look at your careers like leading up to it, you almost put together it was like you put together your own life curriculum for podcast producing. Right? The first you gotta you gotta be able you gotta be willing to travel and last minute travel.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. First you have shot. to be able to pivot mm-hmm. a lot. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh tattooing. You got to so be able to deal with weirdos and counterculture. Okay. Right. Attention
2: Do, to detail. Yeah, and yeah. attention
1: to detail. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, what was the next job? Welder. Welder. 3D. 3D. <laughs> <laughs> 3D. <laughs> yeah. It's also you. It's also getting a sense of um, the working man. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to have an idea of the working man in order to uh. Eventually, like later on, help produce podcasts that entertain the working man. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? And reach the working man. Yeah. Right. And then the, the job, the last one. Oh, dude, that was literally, they just gave it to you. Yeah. yeah. They gave you <laughs> degrees and yeah. podcasts with you. That's yeah. like insane. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's but pretty Can sick. I just ask, because yeah. um, you, you've had
3: a lady through this whole thing. Like, has she been like super supportive and like on the journey with you? Yeah. Like, no doubt. Like, through. it
2: wouldn't have happened without. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have quit my last job if she was like. Yeah, we got X amount of money in the bank. They got You don't need to go to work. Yeah. Like, why don't you take some time and figure it out? Yeah. Because we were poor the entire time. Like, yeah. we've been together 14 years. Mm. Uh, Her first time moving out was with me into a shitty apartment in North Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we couldn't afford to turn the lights on sometime. Like, two weeks in the dark at a time. <laughs> you know? So, she was like... And we were fine then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Light a fucking candle. Have a good time. Yeah. You know, like, don't yeah. do this. Nice. You, th- you
1: kind of, I, I feel uh, you, myself, Tim Butterly all had very similar luck in that department where we found a good chick when she was young and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> good God. What is wrong with you? When, yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, once again, Danny, thank you for sharing that. Uh, And now we're going to get into opening up these chakras from the bottom chakra up. Danny, the first chakra is located in your butthole. Pauls, are you okay with that?
2: Yeah, I've uh, (laughs) tattooed these symbols on people like down their spine before. And I've had to tell people, I was like, do you want want this at the bottom (laughs) of... (laughs) your spine or do you want it like on the gooch area because like they would come in and be like these are the chakras and i'm like i hate to tell you about Where that bottle they always just go off the spine like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: ace
3: let's right. get it danny how did you learn to overcome fear
2: oh um i think living in constant fear <laughs> Uh, I think just having that baseline, uh, scrawny white kid growing up at Virgin Pratt, mm-hmm. it you, was
1: fucking scary, dude. <laughs> <laughs> can you just paint a little bit of a picture of what, what a day was like. Because again, you know, people from the area might know, but there are people that only hear about yeah. Philly.
2: Um, so it's uh, basically the entire neighborhood is a train station. <laughs> uh, because it's like the the end of the train line, um, it's the end of all the bus routes or the beginning of bus routes. So it's like uh, constant moving and shaking around constantly. And it's like the easiest place to buy drugs because the drug dealers can just hop in mm. so many different directions. Mm. So it's like kind of a mecca, especially like I grew up during the crack era. So it was like that was the spot to go cop. Yeah. Um. I lived above an African hair braiding salon. Sick. (laughs) The the smells, dude. Oh, wow. To live above it, those fumes just go into your apartment. That's probably why I'm retarded.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and why your hair is permanently permed. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a wild thing. I I never even considered all, because when you go into uh, like a black hair salon, or any any hair salon, to be kind of honest with you, it's like very fumy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, very fumy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I couldn't. I never considered <laughs> yeah. living above something like that. Yeah. Just all the hair dye and
2: oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just smells like chemicals all the time.
1: <laughs> now, did you ever catch? How do I say this? Uh, living this close to uh, an African hair braiding salon, did you ever catch like a contact braid? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no cornrows uh, ever. No.
2: There was this kid Sean who was what I think many would refer to as the other white kid, Mm -hmm. and he tried to go full like he had cornrows at one point. Like he went full blown wigger, and uh, he was probably the most made fun of person I ever seen. Okay, (laughs) so I I was never really gonna dip my toe in that water.
1: Yeah. Okay. So and and then you just living in this environment where and this is uh. I I get that you're painting the picture uh, well of the of the drug environment. I never really even considered the the hub of it that way, but uh, this is also a violent area. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. And how often would you say that you were walking past the uh, either the begins of or the ends of something violent that occurred?
2: Oh, it was constant. It was like my so our front window looked. Uh, at the bottom of the staircase that leads you up to the train. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many people were shot, beat up. Um, I was stabbed there. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, I mean, just like constant. Yeah.
1: By the way, we don't find stabbing. <laughs> no. funny. I don't know. That? that wasn't necessarily the proper reaction. <laughs> we both had it at the same time. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> right, um but yeah, I guess that's like you live at the like the train station and the bus route thing. That's like the hub of drugs, and then like you live at the like going up into the train station was like the hub of violence.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah a yeah. lot
1: of like angst. Right yeah, because like think about like travel angst already. Yeah, like you go know, to an airport, like most people are a little tense. Like everybody's running a little late. Yeah, now add drugs and violence into the mix. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, know it's a
2: lot of like. Look, I'm supposed to re up. You're supposed to have that amount of yeah. money. You don't have that amount of money right now. What are we just, gonna do? Yeah. yeah.
3: How did you um how did you how did you get through? You know, like like people turn to like like you're, you're a charming person, but like like comedy or is so, it like you weren't like out toughing people, right? Like you were like, like
2: No oh well one thing that gave me advantage is like everyone thought I was gonna be eight feet tall. Like I've been six foot since I was 12. Oh, okay. So I was always very like tall. So you could
0: see what was happening.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but I don't remember getting much. And like my, so. Without giving out too much information. My godfather of that owned the tattoo shop. Yeah. Everyone knew who he was. Yeah. And it would greatly benefit them not to fuck with me. That helps. There you go yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just keep in mind there's a guy who owned
1: a tattoo shop just now. Who you don't want to fuck with one of those guys as you know they exist <laughs> yeah.
2: which they do yeah. uh
1: and uh so danny can you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared
2: um
0: most scared uh
2: i gotta tell you uh <laughs> Despite all, like, again, you know how you build up comfort levels, and even if it is crazy, like, someone in prison, the worst thing you can do with them is put them in isolation away from all the shitty prisoners. Mm-hmm. So, like, the scariest thing for me was giving a presentation at that last job in that office looking like me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you, like, mm. how much anxiety... Like, it was so scary. I was like, I'm not comfortable in this situation. People... You have imposter syndrome because I don't fit in in the office, you know? Like, if you want to find me, and be like, yo, where's fucking neck tattoos? Yeah. They know, who, <laughs> they know where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, everybody's keeping track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, that was probably... When I felt the most fear, like, hmm. because it was like, did I do all this for nothing? Like, am I going to give this presentation? They're like, oh, he is an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: well, and there's also, so I, I, I've had imposter syndrome in situations and I I remember the fear. Because like people are probably listening to it, like, would you have rather than been stabbing you? What are you talking about, Danny Dubbs? Like, how could that be the biggest fear when you grew up in such a yeah. scary? Oh, also,
2: when I was being stabbed, I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Had I known that it was going <laughs> to happen, I probably would have been terrified.
1: <laughs> also fair, <Yeah. laughs> also fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, 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 you fear like failing in a in a situation because like if I fail here, I'm gonna have to go back to that environment
2: yeah yeah right? mm-hmm. and
1: that's like that's where the for me that's where the fear would lie
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know? i will be a loser yeah that was my big. that's why i've been overcompensating by all these careers degrees mm-hmm. and shit i was like i will not be a fucking loser <laughs> <dude."> <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right yeah so you overcame fear by making sure not to be a loser yeah, yeah. that's pretty sick nice yeah uh And living in constant fear. (laughs) Let's not forget that. That's very important. If you want to piece it all together. Um, So again, thank you for sharing that. Uh, That is a fear chakra unlocked. Ace, keep it moving.
3: All right. Next chakra is your pelvis chakra. So Danny, this is a segment we like to call my bad. So it's an opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral.
0: Mm.
1: We just got finished doing Danny's Patreon episode and oh my God, what a great time. Oh man, Danny's shadow self is the shadow <laughs> self you want to get to know. I promise you that. One dollar gives you all of our exclusive content. Danny, did you have fun?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I legit learned a lot about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I thought sick. this was just going to be giggles, guys. <laughs> it's, it's actually fucked up to have an enlightening experience out of nowhere. It
1: kind of. I got other things to do today. <laughs> oh my God. I never even thought about that. Yeah, out of uh, nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So $1 gives you all of our <laughs> exclusive content, which not only includes the counter to the podcast you're watching, whatnot, right now, what we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, but it also includes our fight commentary and analysis that we do on Answers to Just Two Matches. Also, Good Boy Comedy, Danny's studio, Please. where he's doing he's producing all of the best podcasts. Check it out.
2: And listen, it's just podcasts right now, but I'm trying to make this... Su- so much bigger. I'm. You guys all know. Um, friends with the funniest people on the planet. They have great ideas. I want to build a platform for them. So if there will be a YouTube channel. Um, please and no Patreon. I just want to make their dreams a reality. And if they get picked up, if they don't, whatever. We got to create something cool.
1: Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. So now we're going to get back to this episode and you're going to find out who or what Danny has to apologize to. And you do not want to miss this <laughs> shit.
2: Oh God. Uh, all right. So this is something that I thought was harmless. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> My it- favorite kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until
2: like fairly recently, till like a few years ago when I was telling the story to someone. <laughs> so when I was a bag of Chandler at the airport, um, you would load these bags like mainly in the morning. Like, you would start loading the plane, but it wouldn't leave for four hours. So, you would sit in the belly of the plane mm-hmm. and wait for bags to come. Like, you had to be at the gate. And some of my coworkers took it upon themselves to go through the bags and like take laptops if they were there, cameras, mm. very expensive shit like that, which I thought was fucked up. Mm-hmm. However, however. <laughs> what i would do is i would go through the bags and if i found like a dildo a vibrator or anything like that i would take it and put it in someone else's bag
0: <laughs> mm.
2: and i was telling this story to someone and they were like you know how many marriages you could have ruined
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah also you could have
1: just sent people insane Maybe. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like you open up a bag. You, you, you have right, to so, burn all your clothes in there. Like, do you want the stuff that <laughs> you know touches a I mean? stranger's dildo? Like, ew. It, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is happening to me? Like, why is this why? happening to me? Right? Yeah. And did you just, like, open the bag and just, like, place? Or did you, like, put in... Like, no, I would,
2: like, lift... Maybe the first article of clothing, put it under. See what clothing. I mean? Yeah, he tucked it. Yeah, he yeah, I tucked it. it. <laughs> he <tuked> it. <laughs> That's
1: insane.
3: Man, there's so many. I'm like, what are all the lessons? Like, don't travel with a dildo. Like, lock your bag. Like, what? Like, I feel like <laughs> there's a lot. Don't travel without a dildo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you open your bag, like, gym? oh, this bag already has a dildo. Let me put this <laughs> in a different oh, no. bag. It's like, what do you do? Dildo or no dildo? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Danny, that's insane, man. But yeah, so if you flew (laughs) through
2: Philadelphia International from 2005 to 2012... And you got a random dildo in your bag, or you lost a dildo. Or you lost one. <laughs> Very important, <Yeah. laughs> right?
1: Because that person is losing their fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> the person who lost a dildo—they're like, I know I had it in here. <laughs>
3: you can't tell anybody.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> can't call the airplane
3: and complain.
1: And then, and then, and then, you're like, you know what? You're you're on vacation or wherever you are. You're like, you know what? It's gonna be at home. I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna have fun here. I'm not gonna think about <laughs> it. I'm just get it. over it. And I'm just gonna it's gonna be right there on my you know, right there. And mm-hmm. then we get home and lose their fucking minds. <laughs> Damn.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny.
1: Man, that's hilarious. Number one. That is okay. So who was the apology to? And he will not affect it. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh Hall of Fame apology. That is right great, there. Yeah, that is the fucking goodness. That's currently the goat. Yeah, <laughs> that is currently the goat. What what was it like? Over fifty something people we've had. In yeah. This? All comedians. Yeah. <laughs> One producer gets in here. And it's like, no, guys. Sorry. Yeah, you guys haven't lived fucked up enough. <laughs> Holy shit! But
2: I would never take iPads or anything. Yeah. Of super value.
1: More of a Robin Hood of dildos, if you will. It's like a more of a Ponzi scheme, I guess. Of dildos, yeah. just like a lateral move. Yeah. I don't know how to contextualize it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for years. I do. I. <laughs> wow you know it's gonna be funny one day you guys are gonna like take a trip to some exotic locale you're gonna open up your suitcase and find a dude
0: that's
2: just karma dude i accept that yeah my wife knows i did this
1: yeah yeah she's gonna be like "Mm, told told you all right thank you for sharing that that is a pelvis chakra unlocked for sure Uh, A's, keep it moving.
3: All right. Next chakra is your gut chakra. So, Danny, how do you move past disappointment, either in yourself or in loved ones?
2: (sighs) Well, I mean, I get hit pretty hard with it. I wallow in self pity for about 72 hours. Okay. (laughs) I turn that pity into complete anger Mm -hmm. against myself, then complete anger against them. And then I channel all that energy. And to moving on to the next thing. That's how you have so many careers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been
1: pissed off four times. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. 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 That's very direct. Now, um, so I always like to ask this question in this segment. And uh, so did you ever do uh, like performance art or a sport where you experienced the disappointment that still lingers in your mind once in a while?
2: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did crew in high school, mm-hmm. and for a Kensington crew team, which if you're not familiar with Kensington, they should not have a crew team.
1: Like, <laughs> is Kensington crew like when it like rains real hard and then like waters rushing through the gutters and you all take a cigarette butt and put it in? <laughs> <laughs> like it Pretty much. Is that Kensington crew?
2: Well, no, we were. You know, on Boathouse Row in the Schuylkill River. It was a Catholic school, so mm-hmm. technically a private crew team. You know. Yeah. It just so happened to be in Kensington and <laughs> since closed the school in
1: In Kensington.
2: In Kensington <laughs> in general. Um but I was pretty good. Uh, I have like the ideal build for a crew. Mm-hmm. Long range, uh lightweight, um, just natural endurance. So it was kind of like, and again, I was always thinking of like, I, ha- I can't be a loser, mm-hmm. right? Um, so when I went to Catholic school, I was on what they call the bad boy scholarship. So I had to do an extracurricular activity year round. And crew just happened to be year round because you have one regatta in the fall, then you have winter training, then the real season in spring. So it was just like, well, I'll do one thing. That way I don't have to, like, keep changing or whatever. Um, but I got pretty good at it. Um, and then I started believing, like, so if you know who gives out crew scholarships, it's only Ivy League. Yeah. You know, like, no one's going to temple for crew, you know? Yeah. Um, so since I was a standout and a local, I thought for sure I was going to go to Penn get my MBA from Wharton, mm-hmm. get my Series 7, make a million dollars, and blow it all on cocaine by the time I'm 30.
1: Six. Plans. room <laughs> shit.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, no joke. All those movies were like my favorite movies. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I may not be that smart, but I've been around schemers and drug dealers my whole life, and that's all that is, just mm-hmm. on a different yeah. plane, you know? Yeah. It's all schemes and bullshit. And I'm like, I can play that. I just need to get into Wharton. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did really well. And in my junior year, my school saved and we went to nationals. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to prove everything. This Mm -hmm. is it. And everyone was guessing me up. Like I was like a standout on the school.
3: What did you do? What boat did you do? I don't know too much about crew. So, like-
2: unfortunately, since there weren't that many people willing to do crew in Kensington, I had to row four or five times a day. Okay. So, I would do uh, the eight sweep, the four sweep, the four skull, and then single skull, which is two oars versus one oar. Um. Wait, sweep
1: is two oars?
2: Sweep is one oar.
1: Sweep is one oar. Skull is two oars. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Um, but in nationals, they let me focus on me. Okay. So I was like, all right, let's do it. This is my time. It's only me. And uh, you're at that starting line, and it's the craziest. Well, you did uh, track. Mm-hmm. So that's where you win at the starting line you have to explode. You get a bad start, there's no way to recover. Mm. You know, mm. you mess up, like you don't get that explosion, it's off. Yeah. Um, so I'm sitting there at the starting point and everything's going through my head. I hear the gun go off, and it might be an entire second before I pull. Wow. An entire second. Like I mean, I was in last by like two boat lengths. Wow. Against people I beat before. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I didn't advance nothing. Man. Do, yeah. you, do you, can
1: you, have you, when you look back on it, do you have a reason f- for the hesitation?
2: I just fall under pressure. Yeah. Simple as that. I got overwhelmed with the experience. I, d- I wasn't in the moment and I put too much weight into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Did you have a like? Your... I thought
2: that this was how I changed my life. I'm gonna yeah. stand out here, Penn's gonna notice, they're gonna give me a scholarship. Yeah, and I'm out the hood.
3: Did you was your coach, um, like did you have a good relationship with your coach? Was your coach like, well, nah, he was just really... kind of like a dickhead <laughs> alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'd have a bad relationship with him it right. was just kind
2: of like a non-factor you just, yeah you know it was good so you were just like there by <laughs> yourself basically yeah to right. it, all well this. that's also the thing is like if you're not on a boat with other people yeah it's the loneliest sport in the world mm. because you have to line up for your race sometimes a half hour before you pull yeah and if you're on your boat by yourself you're not going to talk to your competition yeah you just get to like live in your head for there. a whole half hour before you even pull up to the starting line
3: man
1: yeah, wow. I, I I used to always talk to the competition. It's like, I, you guys are dealing with this nervousness too, right guys? <laughs>
2: I would have hated it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> people, oh, people, people for sure hated. Me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't fuck talk to me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's uh well, that's a that's a thank you for sharing that. First yeah. of all. That's uh and then so that particular disappointment got upset with yourself, upset with <laughs> and then you channeled it into something else
2: yeah yeah. Yeah. well it was like so afterwards i think uh not that this was all in one thing but i think in the years to come i think well that's i accept that like that's not who you are you're not Mm -hmm. ivy league material like let's be real dude you're not ivy league material um Go be a tattooer. Like that's what yeah. uh you know, like you have an in um go be a bag of chandler. Those are things you can do. <laughs> you know, the, the, that like totally
3: knocked you off. Like you didn't even try to like apply to colleges for crew or anything, like that just killed the dream. No,
2: no, because it was like uh my mom later in life tried going back to school and she just was so against me doing it how she was buried in $80,000 in debt yeah. and didn't like, so I was like, unless someone's paying for it, yeah, don't go to college.
1: Yeah. Do you ever hear like loud bangs and start rowing right away? <laughs> 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 That'll never happen again. <laughs> right, no, then. but I am
2: competitive. Whenever I go on the water, you know, like I'll go with Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, you think you're gonna beat me? <laughs>
1: Man, that's interesting. You guys both have a body
2: for it. Yeah. yeah. yeah he would be, so I, I would be an eight seed. I would put him around probably like a six seed if we're in a. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. just so you know, Tim. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's where the power is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm pace guy. In the front uh, of the boat, Your pace, power, you. middle, lightweight at the end.
1: Gotcha. Ah. Yeah. See, I was making assumptions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, okay. So thank you for sharing that. That is definitely a gut chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Ace, let's go. All
3: right, we're to the heart chakra. So, Danny, what have you learned from grief?
2: Oh. Mm. Grief has in, like, someone passing or, like... But I got to tell you, mm-hmm. I am kind of fortunate enough of uh, I haven't experienced many deaths. So I have a small mm-hmm. family as it is. Mm-hmm. My mom was a teenager when she had me. She's no. still young. <laughs> you know what I mean, like yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so it's like I I haven't really experienced much death around me outside of my grandfather, mm-hmm. um, who when I was a kid was like my father figure, and uh, I I want to say I have a very, I don't I don't know if this is the correct view on death, but uh, I think when someone passes, I. You know, I would feel guilty, like I'm crying for myself, because I don't get to be with that person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm happy that they're done. Yeah. You know, like they don't have to experience any sort of pain. They've hopefully experienced enough joys, and it's over. It's rest. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I value rest. I work fucking 80 hours a week, so it's like. That's nice. He wants. They get to just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, gets to, he gets to just be done. Yeah. That's sick. Okay. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, I think maybe I... You, that's the only person outside of, like... Probably my dog was my hardest death ever. <laughs> and, yeah. Which, you know, that's a pretty good life if your dog's your hardest death. Uh. But... Uh, I don't know. I think uh, a takeaway, like uh, from dealing with the grief of that is that um almost like where I'm at now, like if it ends, be happy with be doing something you' enjoy doing. Like if I would have died during that uh, when I worked staring at spreadsheets,. Mm-hmm oh fuck <laughs> yeah. but now like if a stray bullet hits me it's like ah, he was having fun he was having a good time though yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so if if you if you look at it outside of grief as far as um not, not outside of grief i'm sorry outside of death rather if you look at grief outside of death where it's um because not everybody uses death as, as an example, right? Right. So when we're here, some, some it's like a major loss of something.
3: Sometimes an identity or a dream. Or yeah, a... it's typically something
2: oh, that's like, like crystallized. Uh, I failed at a lot of things. So if we're including failure, um, what have I learned from going through the process of failing? Is that what that? So
1: uh, failure when when it is wrapped up in a major loss. So for example, like in. in I'm using your example. Like when you, you had your identity wrapped up in crew and then in the moment when you realized that crew wasn't going to be the path forward, that's just kind of a loss of an identity. That, oh, that, that I, can be a major okay, thing I get, for
2: people. I have, then I would have to say that uh, I think you're more aware and this is, including death of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, something's going to come to an end and something's going to begin at the same exact fucking time. So, it's like, spend the time you want, I guess, dealing with mourning, grief. But it just began something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not be aware of what that is, Mm -hmm. but it is, you just, a reset on something. Like, it's fine.
3: Do you, um, what do you, like, how do you contextualize what you think happens after death, if you don't mind sharing? Uh,
2: Oh, so, I think... Uh, so like you know how like your brain actually has no concept of time without external factors Mm -hmm. so i think that last little like second of life is your eternity and i think that i think during our life is where we create our heaven and hells so if you're a dickhead and you do a lot of dickhead shit and you're on your deathbed or you're dying and you're reflecting on the dickhead things that you did you get to live in that fucking moment for life, both e- well, f- eternity, eternity, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's where you live now, that's <laughs> your hell. but you, it, if you do manly good things, you had a happy life, you're reflecting on whatever, and that's the last synapsis that hit your brain that's your eternity,
1: yeah, hmm. what if you were like, "Huh, I had a pretty good life, I was a good guy, uh good family, I loved a lot, but <sighs> I wonder what anal would have felt like, and then die. <laughs> like, then died. you might get
2: to live the anal dream, <laughs> or eternity, <laughs> or
1: or would you be eternally questioning? <laughs> just like for eternity, just, just like that sound. <laughs> All right, um, right, yeah. But thank you for sharing um, yeah. your outlook on grief. Really appreciate that. That was. Um, I like that also. Uh, your you that concept of heaven and hell like mm. yeah i like that and then uh ace keep it moving
3: all right we are to the throat chakra so danny what is a favorite lie you tell or have told extra karmic points if it's still in rotation
2: oh not still in rotation but kept us lie going for too long maybe even post high school definitely into high school um, you know how Laffy Taffys have jokes on them? hmm uh-huh. I found one that was submitted by a Daniel with my last, not my last name, it only gives it an initial. Mm-hmm. And I told everyone that was my joke that I submitted. <laughs> and they put, like, where it's from. So it was, like, Pittstown, Ohio. hmm And I just lied and said, that's where my dad lives, and I submitted it from there. hmm and I carried it, like, for too long.
1: You see, but you just uncovered one of the very few benefits that people don't talk about of growing up without a dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, the oh, I you could tell. Yeah. Dude, I did so
2: much cool shit at my dad's house growing up.
1: <laughs> nobody, nobody mentions that.
0: No. Nobody, it's a, it's yeah. a
1: dark little secret yeah. in the uh, single mom world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the joke?
2: what did the officer say to his belly you're under a vest
1: (laughs) dude that's a Daily dubs original you just heard ladies and gentlemen
2: pittsdale ohio what's
1: up sick that was worth stealing
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah but that started at like i don't know fifth grade I think I carried it into adulthood, dude. Nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there might be some people like, he didn't fucking write that joke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fun. Yeah. That's a fun one. Man. I, I don't even no final questions. <laughs> no, no that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's the sickest thing ever. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So that is a throat chakra unlocked. <laughs> Man, that's fun. All right, Ace, keep moving.
3: All right, we are to the third eye now, so we're out of the physical into the metaphysical. Okay. So, Danny, what is something that you had always thought of as the same, but as you've gotten older, you've learned it's really separate? Hmm. Oh, that's a
1: tough one. Wait, say it again?
3: I said that wrong.
1: Wait, how do you say it? I said it wrong. Okay, say Wait, it Wait, right let then. me try again. <laughs> Sorry,
3: I mixed it up. What is something you've always thought of separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned it's the same?
2: Oh yeah, you yeah. went to the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mixed up. So two things that are
3: we're separate, but as you've gotten older, you've learned. It's really, actually uh,
2: yeah. Um, so I don't know if this counts, so because it's not like two completely different things, mm-hmm. but and I think this is actually from uh Fifty Cent and Jimmy Fallon like interview. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I thought it was
1: so 50 cent and jimmy fallon are basically the same <laughs> <laughs> here's my ted talk on why <laughs> but
2: uh 50 cent was talking about how uh when he was a kid since he was selling drugs he was in constant fear and had so much anxiety that someone was <laughs> gonna shoot him mm-hmm. and jimmy fallon was like damn uh, the thing i feared most was actually uh Uh, someone beating me up and taking my lunch money, and Fifty Cent was like, "It's the same thing. Like you still felt anxiety at the same level I did. Just they're two different things, Mm -hmm. but the same feeling." Yeah. Um. So like the way that translated for me was like I, instead of being, you know, down about, or not. So instead of like being like you have no idea what it was like for me growing up. You, you had a happy life and you, you weren't worried about the things I had to worry about. And it's like, that part's true, mm-hmm. but they still felt fear. They still felt anxiety. Mm-hmm. They still look same way. I still felt joy. I still felt happiness. Yeah. Like we, the, the feeling is the same. Yeah. No matter what it's about, like, someone's world could be crumbling down because they didn't ace a spelling test yeah yeah we I talk could,
3: to our kids about this all the time like you're struggle. like everybody has struggles like you can't look at somebody else and think that their life is easy and yours is hard or that yours is easy you know nobody's yeah. their life is easy but you know like everybody's dealing with something
2: exactly yeah so uh, does that count
1: yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. that is um I think there's one of the most important things for people to realize is the same. Like, fear is fear. Confusion is confusion. Anxiety is anxiety. Yeah. You know and
3: that? it also means, like, we can all relate to each other. You know, it means that there's not, like, that exactly. separation just because of where you grew or how you grew up. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's also, too, I think people judge the response to things, you know, where it's like, well, when I have anxiety, I feel like I have to be in my house. Like, yeah. well, When I have anxiety, I feel like I have to be around other people. Yeah. Like I, that's, that's, that's how I feel, how I deal with it. But me being around other people is in proof that I don't have anxiety. Right. But to a person who has a different response, it is. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know? yeah.
2: Well, so, that's like, uh, when you're like, wait, you were stabbed, but your biggest fear was yeah, given that presentation. Yeah. yeah. The same anxiety, like if, if I was wearing a heart rate monitor, would have went up to the same heart mm-hmm. rate, you know? Yeah. Yeah yeah no that's uh
1: yeah pretty cut and dry again yeah (laughs) (laughs) pretty cut and dry danny you're winning (laughs) (laughs) so uh and also i didn't even ask you do you have time to stick around for the patreon yeah yeah Yeah, cool and um so yeah we'll be doing that right after this that's one dollar gets to all of our exclusive content but more on that later ace keep it moving all right by right. the way third eye sh- uh there was a third eye chakra yeah. third eye chakra unlocked thank you for that ace
3: we're to the crown chakra the final chakra uh so it's a two-parter danny so what is one thing you can't give up and why and
0: what would giving it up mean Hmm. Oh not that's uh
2: my instinct is sweet treats like i don't want to live in a world without sweet treats like i i fear going to prison because i don't particularly (laughs) like honey buns and if that's like the main sweet treat there i guess i deal with it and it's like whatever i'll be raped and beat up and stuff but like no sweet treats dude (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) Just what is
3: your go-to? Like, what are your sweet treats Oh, of donuts. Choice? Donuts. Oh, my
2: God. I love donuts. <laughs> Philly has horrible donuts, too. Mm. Like, as much as I travel. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Dude. <laughs> Weak donut game. <laughs> How
1: do we not talk about this ever? <laughs> dude. We've been spending all this time with each other. This has never come up.
2: that's because you haven't been on the road with me oh that's fair look i'm not a diva i'll follow anyone on the road do what they want to do but you gotta take me to get donuts like if if there's a cool donut shop within driving distance yeah it's like whatever i will go film you all day do whatever you want but i'll never be in bumfuck illinois again i gotta try this donut dude yeah Please.
3: <laughs> they're um. If you're looking for a place, they're opening like a Colombian sweet treat shop down the street. We're like Ooh. watching the sign. They haven't like not that. open yet, but
1: yeah. Where's a sweet treat couple? I'm a donut guy. <laughs> Big donut guy. Did but you yeah.
3: find that the sweet treats in Europe were worth the trip, or mm. like where where are the best sweet treats out of the U.S.? Great
2: question. Oh, <laughs> um. So. No, America has the best sweet treats. Woo! Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is,
1: I I'm glad he said yeah, that. You know, Dude, I don't like... want to travel. Um,
2: are you, a good European sweet treat is uh, in Copenhagen. There's this place called La Glace that has uh, spores cake. I think that's how it's pronounced. And okay. I can't even quite describe the flavor like i have yeah. no clue kind of like a hazelnut but it's mainly like whipped cream and some other type mm, of cream yeah uh but it's so good yeah,
3: it sounds- I, I haven't been to too many places but i went to italy and i loved like their nutella hazelnut like yeah like gelatos and all that stuff like yeah
2: yeah it's so good um i'm not saying that europe doesn't have good sweet treats i'm just yeah. we're number one <laughs> yeah
1: uh, well, there's a place in Bridgeport called Susie Joe's Donuts that has really good donuts. I keep saying Susie Joe's is okay. Yeah, Susie Joe's is better than most of the donuts you get around y- here.
2: Yum Yum's okay. Byler's, you go to Byler's? Uh, yeah, I, the under fry, all their icing tastes like uh, sh- just different colored sugar yeah they're not I, impressed
1: I do, like i like their glazed donut just just their
2: glazed. Donut. that plane yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine yeah, that's fine. actually my every time i go to a donut spot i get, i'll go get a fancy one mm-hmm. but how you prove to me you have a good donut i get the plain glazed
1: yes yeah
2: like that's where you prove to me that you have a good donut
1: so the second part to this question is <laughs> what would giving up sweet treats
2: mean to you i think i'm done <laughs> that's fine i i've had four careers <laughs> i could be done at any second yeah. yeah i got enough positive memories i'll go to heaven yeah
1: <laughs> so it's, it's funny because like because that's definitely a chakra unlocked but it's here's how it was unlocked this was funny to me right because the point of this chakra you so the, the crown chakra you think of something you can't live without and then you envision a life without it you're like okay i can actually see my life without it and you're like <laughs> Nah, i nah, cool. I can actually see not living life. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Chakra unlock, pussies. <laughs>
2: My wife would get it. Yeah. They'd be like, well, they said he couldn't have donuts no more, so you just kind of said, nah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is awesome. That is awesome. Man, thank you so much. Danny. No problem. That's it. How do you oh, feel? Uh,
2: well, guys, this is what I look like.
1: Oh, yeah. okay. oh,
2: yeah. um, sure. there's nothing I can do about it Yeah, uh, you know what the number one because they only hear my voice mm. and I'm like I produce all their favorite podcasts so I go out on tour people ignore me the whole time Yeah. then I'll yell out like to Tim or whatever and they'll be like oh shit that's Danny Dubs the number one thing I get was I thought he was going to be fat mm. yeah a fat guy voice yeah he did have a fat guy voice he <laughs> did
1: man you sound like you are like like finishing off a microwave burrito fumming through a comic book
2: right now i've never seen 200 on the scale mm. i want to
1: yeah but it's what just was, never what happened was, what's the highest you've seen
2: um so i i one time tried just getting fat i'm mm-hmm. just eating a shit ton and getting fat but i just grew tits Sick. and a gut and I still had <laughs> scrawny limbs Yeah, and it wasn't the type of fat that I wanted so I was like okay it has to be lifting big and eating you know 200 grams of protein and 5,000 calories yeah. yeah so I did that straight for eight months um I got up to 189 Sick. Huh. but I wasn't ever able to move past it and no one would ever sell me steroids <laughs> people i've been offered Dude. every kind of drug ever yeah and i legit want steroids guys. you have a
1: steroid S- narc body <laughs> like you're an <laughs> undercover steroid cop. yeah, yeah. no one believes <laughs> me they're you like know, what are you gonna do with them yeah maybe in the 80s you could have got away with this <laughs> you're not you're not tricking us now uh, uh, my wrists
2: are too thin <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah they don't believe it <laughs> yeah so, so Danny, thank you again <laughs> yeah.
1: for uh Reaching enlightenment with us. We really appreciate that. Uh, by the way, this is Danny's body. If you and this is <laughs> this is what peak male fitness looks like, or this is what yeah. peak male podcast producing looks like. Yes. By the way, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna head over to the Patreon. One dollar gets you all of our exclusive content over there, which not only includes a counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, because we're going to enlighten Danny's shadow self, mm. but we also do some fight commentary and analysis on jiu jujitsu matches, which are coming really soon. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you over on the Patreon. We love you and we are out.
3: See ya. See ya. To
0: Jack Rose. To Jack Rose.